Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One-timer score! Leon Dreisler on the right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action! This is NHL overtime! This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisler. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex. Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Angie Quinnell pinch hitting for Brendan Escott at the 630 Chad Studios. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We have a jam-packed show, and it has been a beautiful last uh, 22 or so hours for the Edmonton Oilers organization. Uh, one of the uh, sort of founding fathers of the Edmonton Oilers hockey team during their days of the dynasty, 
Kevin Lowe joining six other Oilers uh, players into the Hockey Hall of Fame yesterday. Also a day in which Ken Holland uh, gets put in the builders category for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, we had uh, Ken Holland on last night with Reed Wilkins. Kevin Lowe will join us at 1235. Uh, we're just waiting for a call to be frank with you. Uh, Wayne. We do have Wayne Gretzky on the line, so we're going to head straight off to the River Cree Resort and Casino. Uh, and we are pleased to be joined uh, by the first Oilers player that went in from the Oilers Dynasty team. And he didn't want to miss this. He re, uh, readjusted his schedule to join us on Oilers Now. Wayne Gretzky on Oilers Now. Wayne, how are you doing? Uh, we're doing okay, you know, considering the circumstances for the entire world. We're hanging in there, and... Uh, like you said, it was a great day yesterday for the Edmonton Oilers and uh, obviously for Kevin and Kenny. So, yeah, we're all pretty excited. It's uh, it's a wonderful time. All right. Full disclosure, we had a chance to have a brief conversation over the last 24 hours. Are you more excited for Kevin getting in than when you got in? <clears throat> yeah, you know, this was really special because, and I say this with all sincerity, um, you always... Uh, we always seem to look at numbers and statistics, and sometimes uh, that doesn't really add up to what a player uh, brings to a hockey club. And I'm so excited not only for Kevin and his family, uh, and it's a well-deserved honor, but it, it's also an inspiration for young kids that are playing hockey, whether it be Bantam, Midget, Junior Hockey, that each and everybody has uh, a way to contribute to the success of a hockey club and this just gives it uh, some credence and you know with kevin going in now i think it um obviously uh, should and could and will inspire a uh, younger generation of players that you don't have to be that guy that scores all the goals to be a good contributor to a hockey club and so from that point of view i think it's wonderful well the, the, the thing that you know as a kid not a kid but a teenager watching you guys play and and playing here in town at the time the you, you know uh, in the south side one of the things that crossed my mind he was incredibly competitive he obviously had awesome leadership skills but would it be fair to say in many regards he sort of had a bit of the emotional i, I know people think of mark messier that way but kevin kind of had a bit of the emotional heartbeat and moral compass for the team as well like i mean you can't really is there a way you could sort of speak to the sort of leadership skills that he brought to your club mm -hmm. well you said it perfectly he was a tremendous leader um, his uh, work ethic uh, really was something that was uh, uh, special in our locker room <clears throat> and his dedication to the game and how much he loved to play was infectious to the entire organization. And I think, I, I don't want to talk for Kevin, but I would venture to guess that he would admit to the fact that, you know, his mentor and the guy that really he leaned on in his younger years was Lee Fogelin and mm -hmm. he probably couldn't get a better guy to sort of understand not only the game itself but life in general and uh, Lee was sort of his guide and Kevin followed it to the T and then you know eventually Kevin took that role over and passed that on to the younger generation of players so you know I, I know he uh, uh, loved playing he loved competing uh, when I got asked to uh, 
run Team Canada in 2001, the Olympics uh, for 2002. Uh, the only question I had was, you know, I wanted to hire Kevin to work with me because we saw the game the same way in a very similar fashion. So, you know, he's won Stanley Cups, he's won Olympic Games, and uh, there's no question, uh, I, as I said to him yesterday, his mother would be pretty excited today knowing that he's going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a great reflection on, you know, just the greatness of your group collectively. And the one thing I'd say, Wayne, you know, I recall 87 playoffs. He scored two shorthanded goals in the Stanley Cup final against Philadelphia. He had the ability to contribute offensively, but he had to, you know what, guys had to do different roles and different jobs. Is it fair to say, do you think he maybe sacrificed some offense to be that no staunch, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, staunch no defensive D? Uh, yeah, and Paul Coffey was special. And, you know, he's up there with probably the only guy I think that was better than Paul was Bobby Orr. And I've said that many times. When Kevin came out of junior, out of the ramparts, he was more of an offensive defenseman. Uh, his role changed dramatically uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, and him and Lee became more of a shutdown pair. Uh, killed penalties, uh, physical on the opposing players. Uh, <clears throat> I'll never forget one time we were playing Calgary in the in the playoffs, and we were driving home after a game, and he was talking about, I, I just don't understand. He said, I've whacked and hacked and done everything I can, and that uh, Joey Mullen and Hack and Luke, they just keep coming back. <laughs> so, you know, he was just a battler every single night in every game. Um, I can't remember if it was 87 or 88. He actually played the most of the playoffs with a, a cast on his wrist and never talked about it, never complained. And one of our... our pet peeves that Kevin and I often had is when a player doesn't play well in the playoffs and immediately they said, oh, I had a bad shoulder or I had a bad knee. And we just always felt like if you lose, you lose. And if you win, you win. Uh, there shouldn't be any excuses. So that year he played with a cast on his wrist was pretty unique. Wayne Gretzky joining us. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. Yeah, they said that Kevin had the pain threshold of a cadaver. That was sort of the joke back in the day. Hey, these things don't happen with support from lots of people, Wayne. I mean, people know that you can lend a voice to things, but there was a couple other guys out there driving things, and, and maybe you could educate our listeners on a, on a couple of guys that really worked hard to uh, to get Kevin in the mix here and to ultimately uh, you know, help him get that vote to be put in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, ultimately, when you miss sort of your window immediately after the Hall of Fame uh, inductions uh, sort of happen, you know, as time goes on, you just sort of have to keep people who, who are making the decisions, uh, sort of keep the players uh, in front of them, uh, sort of out of sight, out of mind. And I don't think there's any question as a team that we knew how important Kevin was to the success of the group how much he loved to win and compete, and, you know, how good of a teammate he was. And so guys like Craig McTavish and Mess uh, were obviously uh, involved in, in reminding people how good Kevin was. And so, like we did uh, as a team when we played, you know, we all stuck together, and it was one happy group, and each guy was pulling for the other guy. And so um, I, I, I think that it was a unique team in a sense that it was obviously a winning team, but it was a very, very close group of guys, and to this day, uh, the group is still very close. 
Well, to illustrate that, full disclosure, you rescheduled uh, your tee-off time today for your club championships to be a part of our show. We appreciate that. Thank you for doing that, Wayne. Uh, that's part of the reason why you're a Hall of Famer. And uh, we'll hopefully uh, see each other soon down the road, okay? Yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. And I hope that uh, we get through this pandemic and we can enjoy uh, a proper uh, way to go into the Hall of Fame because... It's a special place, and it's going to be a special night for Kevin and his family. And uh, hopefully uh, the worst is behind us, and come November it can be a great weekend in Toronto. Awesome stuff. Wayne, thank you for your time. All right, you guys take care. Be safe. You bet. That is Wayne Gretzky joining us on Oilers Now. Taking a look at the rest of our guest list, again, Kevin Lowe is coming up at 1235 today for our friends at Canadian Power Pack. Uh, we will hear from Brian Burke, who was part of the Hall of Fame Selection Committee. Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's uh, leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. George LaRocque at 1.35 on today's edition of Oilers Now. Now, normally on Thursdays, Louis DeBrus joins us. Uh, he will join us on tomorrow's edition of the show. Reminder, you can reach us anytime on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. The River Cree back app in Adam. Over 1,350 slot machines. Still no table games uh, as per Alberta uh, Health Services and what's taking place in that regard. Remember, the main casino floor is now up to 100% smoke-free. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ashley Fine Floors ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter. At Oilers Now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Angie Quinnell. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. ...is in for Brendan Escott today. Uh, we'll take a timeout. It's 1218 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shack. We're going to go into NHL today. It's brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business. I know that Drew Shamelhorn would be uh, absolutely stoked that Kevin Lowe got into the Hall of Fame. Elite Promotional Marketing, where your order is done on time, every time at Elite Promotional Marketing. Yesterday, the Hall of Fame committee announced six names. No surprise, Jerome McGinley was a slam dunk, a great player. Uh, yes, he played for the Flames. He was a class act, and... Uh, the guy had a tremendous career. Marion Hossa also gets into the Hall of Fame. Joining Kevin Lowe is uh, veteran defenseman San Jose Sharks general manager Doug Wilson, who was an electrifying offensive defenseman with the Blackhawks when they had maybe the third or fourth best team behind the Oilers and the Flames throughout much of the 1980s. In the builders category, Ken Holland, largely in part because of his work that he did with the Detroit Red Wings. And... Uh, Kim St. Pierre, national team goaltender. And uh, believe it or not, then we might have some listeners that would remember this or are connected to this, but in 2000, at the Women's 
University Sport Championship. The Alberta Golden Bears had a bye that week. I flew down. Uh, the event was hosted by Concordia, and the Alberta Pandas shut Kim St. Pierre and the McGill Martlets out 2 nothing in the national championship game. She won three gold medals as Canada's goaltender. One other note, uh, Larry Brooks reporting at the New York Post that the NHL uh, will have a vote for all players uh, regarding Phase 4, CBA extension, those sort of things that could possibly take place later this week, but mainly on the Phase 4 front. That's just come through from Larry Brooks, and we haven't even got into the Hub City conversation. A lot of today's show is going to be dedicated to the Hall of Fame. Into the Oilers now, Audio Vault, brought to you by Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Uh, I'd like to thank Reed Wilkins, uh, for collaborating and uh, putting together a lot of lists for us. Again, uh, we don't have Brendan right now, and there was a lot of audio that needed to be uh, put together yesterday at the 630 Chad Studios. We're at the home office. Lanny McDonald, longtime rival of Kevin Lowe, and uh, the guy that uh, directs the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame committee had these comments on Kevin Lowe's uh, induction into the Hockey Hall of Fame. First of all, it was never fun to play against Kevin. Uh, Kevin was one of the most reliable defensemen uh, you could possibly imagine. But more importantly, uh, he we all knew that he was the leader of the pack. And yes, they had Gretzky, they had Curry, they had Messier, they had Anderson, they had Grant Fuhrer. But Every time something happened, and we had all kinds of battles between Calgary and Edmonton, Kevin Lowe was in the thick of it. And normally, he was uh, the leader of the game, uh, and they were like a wolf pack. And the, that wolf out front uh, was doing a hell of a job of uh, not only when something had to be said or something had to be done on the ice, you knew he was going to start it. All right, that is Lanny McDonald, Calgary Flame Hall of Fame legend. Uh, just regarding the Flames, would not be surprised at some point in the next two to three years if Theron Fleury gets into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He overcame a lot in terms of what happened with him in junior playing for Graham James. Uh, he's uh, certainly an opinionated guy on Twitter and not the most, well, the virtue signalers wouldn't always like him, but the fact of the matter was he was a ballsy little player that brought it on a nightly basis. Glenn Anderson, uh, it didn't happen overnight for Glenn to get in 498 career uh, goals in the National Hockey League, top 10 all-time in playoff point. We've lost the clip from Glenn Anderson. Is that right? Uh, sorry. Burley froze. Okay. So we don't have the Anderson clip and we don't have the Holland clip. I'll tell you what. We've got him now. Okay. Uh, Glenn Anderson is in the uh, Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, he, you know, won six Stanley Cups like Kevin Lowe. Uh, top ten all time. Points, goals, power play goals, game-winning goals, penalty minutes in NHL playoff history. Glenn Anderson last night uh, had this to say with Reed Wilkins on Kevin Lowe being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Kevin is just a warrior uh, brother that, um, you know, would do anything for you and an awesome, loyal, trustworthy teammate that uh, is second to none. And um, there's more to Kevin than just, uh, you know, his cups and uh, his stats. There's, he just meant so much more in that dressing room and, uh, and so well-deserved of this honor. He was so great under pressure. 
um, you know, when things started to unravel at times, the, like he was when the ship was taken on water, he knew how to uh, empty out the, the the water of the ship and get it going in the right direction on a regular basis, game in and game out. And but there's a couple sides to uh, Mr. Kevin Lowe. I mean, there's a reason why his nickname is Vicious. Uh, named after Sid Vicious uh, of Sid and Nancy fame. Uh, Mark Messi, a huge music fan, uh, nicknamed Kevin that. And when Kevin snapped, he snapped. There's no question about it uh, on the ice. May have broken a couple computers once in a while up in the press box, too. We can joke about that a little bit later on. All right, Ken Holland last night gets in as a builder in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Uh, yesterday, he was uh, on Reed's show last night, and Ken Holland, uh, we're going to get him to talk specifically, the clip we're going to run, is about the situation with the Edmonton Oilers. Excited. I think, uh, you know, in middle of March, we were excited. We, you know, we, when we... I, when, I, when we talked in May the 6th at the press conference when I took the job, I, you know, our hope was at that point, my hope was, and as I we started to talk, uh, the hope of our organization was to get into March and be, be able to control our fate and, and play our way into the playoffs and, and be involved in big games. And our players did a tremendous job uh, over the first uh, 65, 70 games, 71 games we played, of putting ourselves in that position and then it uh, obviously the pandemic hit, so if we can get back here playing, we look forward to the challenge of uh, playing the Chicago Blackhawks in a play-in series and uh, I think with everything that's going on it's wide open um, you know, there's 24 teams, if you can get hot you can go on a run um, you know, it's, the, the, the Stanley Cup champ's going to be a deserving champ especially if you're in a play-in series, you got to be you got to win five series now, you got to be five teams instead of four so uh, you're going to need a lot of depth and uh, you know I, I but certainly I think we've got a very very motivated group of players that are excited about the opportunity. All right, that is Ken Holland, the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, again getting in as a builder, largely, obviously, in part for the terrific work that he did with the Detroit Red Wings uh, yesterday on Reed Wilkins' show, Inside Sports. Quick COVID update for you. Uh, I know Ryan Rashog has tweeted out uh, some information today. Um, I would uh, the, the numbers in Vegas intriguing uh, to say the least, and, and frankly a little bit discouraging. If you're the National Hockey League, 2,300 cases uh, over the last week. Uh, they've currently got roughly 100 people in ICU. That said, I'm still led to believe Vegas has pretty much got a secured spot because of the fact that they can offer up a uh, free resort hotel uh, potentially in the range of 2,900 rooms. Uh, I'm I'm led to believe. Uh, the NHL would like to come to Canada. There are some reports that Vancouver has hit a significant snag. Uh, Vancouver Coastal has 963 positive cases. Fraser Valley's got another 1,400. And we all know, if you've ever driven through there, that it's one large extended city, seemingly. Uh, Vancouver Coastal, with five people in ICU, they've had 89 deaths. To put things in perspective, so 963 positive cases. Five in ICU, 89 deaths. Edmonton now up to 914 positive cases. Two people in ICU, 14 deaths, just two in the last 52 days. Uh, I know some of you are concerned about some increased numbers in Edmonton. 364 positive cases in the month of June. However, the province has substantially ramped up testing. 46,000 tests have been done in June so far. Just a 0.8% positivity rate in Edmonton during that time. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.